I was going to do it another way. Everybody who forgot Valentine's Day, put your penis on the desk. Say <laughs> <laughs> Winston Splinter. Churchill in a in a German accent. He sounds like a German borderline. Winston borderline, Churchill. Borderline Say Elizabeth Windsor in a German accent. She said, "Oh, hang on." <laughs> ciabatta, ciabatta. I was always ciabatta. You would do. You from Hampshire? Well, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. I am joined here by Mr. Ian Seeley. Hello. And Mr. James Keeley. Hello. And, well, I think we're on an overall optimistic footing. Speak um, for yourself. I was going to say, I don't know what gave you that impression. Well, bigger picture stuff. Because um, Ian's got gas. No, no, I mean, what's that was, changed? That was a can of Coke. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Um, but in terms of, I mean, we're, we're now midway through Feb. Uh, people are now talking about opening up rather than closing down, which is nice. We've got lots of vaccinations happening. Both my aged parents have received a vaccination. I think most others have. I don't I know. I think both of you. Yeah, my folks my, had the jab. My, yeah. my mother, she's had hers. My dad, not yet. But your dad's still a young man, isn't he? Really? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Spring chicken. Indeed. Indeed, still got lots left to grow. The, um, oh yeah, he's got plenty of room to grow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think you know, generally speaking, those who were going to shut down are shut down. Those who decided to carry on are carried on. And now we're kind of getting to that thing. I think a lot of the grants have gone out now. People have received, if they're going to receive it, they've, they've got a fair few things. I don't know if the self-employed grants gone out. I don't think no, that doesn't go out until uh, late March, April, something, doesn't it? Yeah, it's tax year, isn't it? I think yeah. they're going to try and do it. But a lot of companies that have been dormant as well, those have decided to close down. And do something else part-time they're probably going to start looking at opening up for the spring soon as well yeah, yeah. sun started coming out wasn't it breaking through the snow just about just about yeah. although the wind chill at the moment has been ridiculous it was, was alright today though the um, BMW started up which means it's plus 8 degrees <laughs> <laughs> that's how I gauge temperature now did it start first time without assistance uh, no well my first attempt got it running <laughs> Quick update, Ian's at the mixing desk for the second time, so uh, expect lots of sound effects to be coming. Yep. <laughs> um, today, we've actually planned ahead and thought what we're going to be talking about, because we've got some interesting topics. I doubt it'll happen in order, though. No, no, I very much doubt it. All within way. time limit. All within time limit, yeah. yeah. Well, in due course, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about car news and stuff like that, but I think it'd be quite good to actually tackle some specific topics. Um, and the two that we really want to hit today is OEM training, so training by manufacturers um, for both enthusiast and professional users. Or on behalf of. On behalf of, on exactly. Behalf of manufacturers. Um, then we're going to have a little bit of car news and then a break. And then we're going to talk about groups and online groups to do with detailing, be they public OEM or professional groups. Um, and then we were going to tail end it with some requests uh, for issue 13 of the magazine due to be in July. We're can I have Footloose by Kenny Loggins, please, Dave? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I was going to say, is this like Sunday love songs? <laughs> Late Night Love with, what's his name, Graham Torrington. Do you remember that, 210 FM? Was that in the 40s? No, that was in the 90s. 210 FM, which is based in Reading. Request your favourite vacuum pack disc. <laughs> yeah, it's now part of Heart, I think. I should go and change the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, opening it up with OEM training, and a little bit of history, really. OEM training, from a detailing point of view, is has not been around forever and ever. It's certainly not been around as long as detailing's been around, or detailing suppliers. I have vague memories in the kind of 90s of Autoglim and the like offering training courses. 
yeah, uh, I think the... So when I first started out, which must have been late, not very late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. um, you could go and do the Lifeshine yeah. authorization or approval course back then. And that's because it's pretty much the only one going, that and SuperGuard. That's, yeah. And it's it's interesting as to what the, you know, what they're there to achieve because now training manufacturer training is is part and parcel of everyday professional professional detailing and there are plenty of enthusiast courses out there, um, but really what I, I I suppose what I'm asking is what brought them to the fore? Why have they grown in popularity? And originally I thought well it must be with ceramic coatings because it's harder to get. We had this discussion earlier with James. It was harder to get right with ceramic coatings as in you can cock it up. It's you can cock up a wax, but it's not nearly as bad news as if you cock up a coating. Yeah, it's the costs as well, isn't it? The costs of products of, of wastage. Yeah. If you you know, if you well, most common ones drop a clay bar, unless you've used the whole bar at once, it's gonna cost you a few quid. Yeah. You know, if that. you misapply ceramic coating on a vehicle, you're looking at uh, you know, some of these coatings are upwards of a hundred quid. Mm-hmm. You you're not gonna use that complete bottle on a car. But it's not forgetting the amount of time you have yeah, to spend getting the, yeah, uh, getting the the twelve hours prep, yeah, off. twelve hours prep that you've done already, the two hours application. Some of it in certain cases you you don't know it's wrong, mm-hmm. or you don't know you've got a problem until after it's cured. So you, you you could be looking at three days' work that you've lost, and then you've got to go back and polishing a coated car to get it ready for coating is three times the amount of work that polishing an uncoated car is. Yeah, so there are great, greater risk of greater cost. Um, what's interesting, though, is that, I mean, polishing compounds have been around for yonks, and yet you don't see, I certainly don't remember, partly because, obviously, I'm very young, um, any courses being offered by compound manufacturers to detailers, maybe to the body shop trade, I guess. I think Shaw used to do some bits and bobs, didn't they? They still do. Yeah, well, I mean, over over in the continent, they have the Shaw Academy, which looks very cool inside. Yeah, and yeah. I know Sonics. Sonics is more of a generic training, though. Yes, but exactly. you don't see people like Menzerna or Koch doing UK like polishing events. Yeah, and which well, is crazy. I think the Sonics one is also for internal. So obviously, with such a big international company, you're training people to then go out and then deliver training of some description. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting how it does seem to have kind of at least just in by coincidence come in with ceramics as opposed to come in with products that you can. I mean, obviously a heavy cut compound you can do a lot of damage if you don't know what you're doing. Do you think that's um, just a UK thing though, or do you think that there's been better training abroad? I I wouldn't be surprised if the Germans, the Italians have been doing it. Better well, the, the Dutch as well. We know that yeah. that Kartec got a big presence. We know that we've got. Um, What's that other big brand in Holland that we bumped into? Um, Kenetech. Kenetech. Yes. Belgium, aren't they? What's the what's the parent companies? Oh, it's a it's a massive one that had nothing to do with detailing or indeed even body shop. They make sort of uh, like fertilizer and stuff. Um, but and yeah, ca- and car wash products. And car wash products. Yeah, bulk yeah. bulk but, chemical but supplies. I, you know, maybe because the, the problem is the Europeans have a very very different approach to training than we do. Mm. They see it as a true asset to their career. Yes. Whereas over here, it's just like a, oh, you know, what 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 certificate can I get and what do I get for free? Yeah. Whereas in Germany or Holland or... or they pay so much more like, for it out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. We're oh, looking yeah, it's at night and day. Yeah, some Obviously courses over day. here, you know, offer that for three, four hundred quid a day and, and you still get the owners. Whereas I know in Germany, they're offering at four figures per day in some cases. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're fully booked. Yeah. Because the Germans see it as 
you know, a real asset. asset. Yeah. 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 Um, but again, I think, um, you know, just going slightly off topic, I think the other problem we have in the UK is that any detailer that assumes a certain level mm-hmm. automatically starts doing training because they see it as a, few, a quick quid. Well, yeah, that's a, and it's watering down yeah. the good training, should should we say, where there are people that are offering good structured training. But because there are 40 different courses for enthusiast detailing days or a master detailing day, whatever you want to call it, for 150 quid, the guys that are offering the, the genuine career development training for four figures, which is mm. what realistically it should be, is kind of starting to die, or it has been diluted over the last few years, hasn't it? Yeah, I'd absolutely agree. Sorry, I've got my mic off because I'm working my through a pile of fruit tellers. Damn right. But the other thing is, is from a manufacturer point of view, you know, from our sort of, I don't know how I want to describe our point of view, but from our point of view, it might be about making sure that you have highly skilled professionals with the necessary knowledge and understanding to build their experience. But a manufacturer ultimately is trying to sell products. Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, this is what we said at the end of the. Um, sorry, I've got Frutella. Oh, chocolate got voice. Frutella now. I'll have another whisper, oh, please. <laughs> uh, no, this is what we said in um, in twelve at the end of the when we revisited um, uh, Auto Smart coatings. Yes. We're saying, you know, brilliant product. It's got a great load of potential, but as long as they don't start giving away with twenty five liter drums of G one hundred one or yeah. something like that, which. I mean, they, they, they are. It would be great if they do, in my opinion. But. <laughs> or if they start doing 25 litre drums of Matrix, just crack it up and be fine, be fine for a week. Yeah, it comes in a diver's flask, <laughs> pre pressurised. But no, if, if they, at the end of the day, these companies do exist to shift products. Yeah. And trying to get it through the mentality of especially older companies that, that are relying on bulk sales out the back of vans, for example, anything like that, that you can actually build a far more successful brand by narrowing down the the market for a particular product making it exclusive making it something that people will travel for yeah there is a fine line though isn't there between ta- oh, yeah, between absolutely. making something so exclusive exclusive yeah, so exclusive yeah. that no one's ever heard of it and just like a mass market product well that's, i think the 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 thing I see with OEM training is it is very very brand, um, it's very relative to the brand, as to what type of training they should be going for. Well, that's just it. I mean, you do get a lot of professionals touting that they've done the you know training with a given manufacturer. Yeah, and that's great. It means I mean I've been to so many of these training days by manufacturers, and they vary from you know there's almost always good use of advice at each day, but at the same time they're more well, like seminars, though, aren't they? Just sales events. Yeah. How to best market the products exactly, which isn't going to turn you into a better detailer skills wise. Might turn you into a better might detailer commercially. It's a successful one. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to know how. So <laughs> the. If I can give like a little bit of insight into how I saw my role mm-hmm. when I was working for Nanolex. Nanolex is a very high-tech brand. Yes. So um, the, the the foundations were already there for, technolo- for technology-driven training. But the whole sort of ethos that we had at Nanolex, all the way, you know, mm. the owners, everybody even the, the chemists and the detailers, was that if if we're using a high-tech brand, we should make every effort to know 
the full background of the technology that's used. Mm-hmm. Now, this was great for uh, for many reasons. The first reason is it's easy to sell tech if you are able to explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can explain to somebody how it's made and how it works and why it's better than everything else, it's sort of as far away as as you can get of the sort of snake oil. You know, oh well, you know, this is like. Five hundred pound a pot because it's so good. Yes. What does it do? Go on. Oh, you don't need to know what it does. You just need to know that it does do what it does. And I've <laughs> met detailers that are associated with certain brands. Yeah. That regurgitate marketing. Yes. See, because that's what they've been and, told. And, and the guys, you, that you are, and Nanalexo are in a quite unique position that you actually had the person who was making it on site in a accessible location and i think that, on the that's, that you can talk to yeah and i think that that's part of the sort of relevance to each brand that's mm. what makes the difference because if you're if you're training so you have product training and you have detailer training mm-hmm. and then you have what we had which was like technical product training with also we'd have the nanolex university events which were an incredibly good source of training for people where we would do detailer training with the products mm-hmm. so it was like a combined um well i mean the scenario the business side of the training as well how to run a detailing center not in kind of minute detail but how to market your services is yeah. just as valid in, in some ways yeah of course and and you know we as as uk detailing academy now the majority of our time we spent writing course material and writing information booklets and doing all of the background research to make sure that the training we deliver is factually correct, but also complete. Mm-hmm. When you do a product training for a manufacturer, what they're teaching you is how to use the products in a manner that will make you use a lot of them in certain cases. Yeah. Not the same everywhere. Well, we've seen it, yeah. So you will end up using way more products. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we've spoken to detailers that have been on um, um, product training, and they've come away in the belief that they have to use full pre-wash products. Yeah, well, we saw it with the PBD assessments where it's kind of foam again. It's like, why are you doing that? Oh, well, that's how X has told me how to do yeah. it. It's like, why do you think they've done that? And then you see the sort of... Dawning on their face. Cogs clicking around and they go, ah, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. why I use 25 litres of car. Yeah, it's because they want me to buy 100 litres of pre-wash a month. Um, but it's tricky, isn't it? I mean... Like we were saying earlier, I I was obsessed with the technology Mm. and I'd already been a detailer for many years. And I was very lucky that I got to spend the time, like Ian said, with the guys that were making the stuff and formulating the stuff and Mm. designing it. You can't get that at most brands because it, it well, isn't a financially. Time, a lot of time, they're almost off-the-shelf yeah, franchises. I mean, you know, you you see a, a company at an expo like SEMA uh, or something like that, think, "Oh, that's a good idea. I'll import it into this country." Oh, what experience have you got in the industry? Nothing. I have money. Yeah, yeah. and we see a lot. Of, it's kind of the box-shifting brands, and even you know, big established brands. You, you they they think quite carefully about where their money lies. And so if you've got a brand that is focusing primarily on the professional market, which was kind of Nanolex's gaff. I mean, now it's there, but they're very much focused on the professional application. So they're able, and I can see why they make more sense to focus on the professional application. Yeah, but the thing is, at, it's, yeah. uh, again, though, it's, it's market dependent because in Germany, it's very restrictive with regards to home detailing. Mm-hmm. So for them, it was quite easy because the only market they had was the professional market in theory yeah um there were a lot of 
hobby detailers that started coming out of the woodwork, but they still have to have all of the environmental aspects covered, all the drainage. Yeah, in Germany, you can't just buy a bucket and spend and call yourself a detailer like you can here. Not at all. On one of our Nürburgring trips, we rinsed one of the cars off with a hose pipe, and the owner of the B&B nearly fell out of his top balcony screaming, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. (laughs) You can't wash your car. (laughs) It's out of the license. It's forbidden. Forbidden. It's I, know, I, know, I know that German word for some reason. <laughs> it's probably because of the uh, road signs that you were driving up the one way against. <laughs> yes. well, if they're going to drive on the wrong side, then that's their exactly. fault. Yeah, that's their fault. Education by force. Did uh, you ever do any training with car skin? Um, that's an interesting question. You see, I can you remember back that far? It was a not, long time ago, into entirely. the ether of twenty thirteen ish, twelve. Well, a 11? lot of it was. I mean, I have to admit, in the early oh, that's days, pre-COVID. Oh, yeah. Because oh. what was interesting, what was passed on to me by. The chap who supposedly, but it turns out, didn't make it, um, was very much, I'd call it product application training. It's product training. It wasn't how to be a detailer. It was how to use How to use it in the first instance rather than any kind of aspect of troubleshooting. Well, this is interesting because that's, you bring that up and it's been mentioned here in our sort of pre-podcast discussion was about the importance of, you know, you could argue, why do you need to know anything more than how to apply a product? And the answer is, if you don't understand how it works and how it all connects together and the bigger picture, when things go wrong, you don't have the understanding that's required to troubleshoot it yourself. Well, this this is why most, um, shall we say, support from companies stops at, oh, did you follow the instructions? Yes. Well, you mustn't follow the instructions, right, because it's (laughs) gone wrong. Hang on a minute. This is the real world. That's not how things actually work. Or the other (laughs) common response that you get from a lot of the extremely well-known brands in this industry is, oh, we'll just send you another bottle out. Yeah. Well, it's... it's, Honestly... That grates my cheddar more than anything else mm-hmm. in this market is an absolute lack of tech support from 90% of these brands because they don't have anybody that knows it. But it also doesn't cover the steps you then have to take in order to fix the problem that's being caused by the faulty batch. Right, so, oh, we'll refer you to one of, the, one of our other detailers that's worked it out for himself. No, you should have somebody that knows it. You should have someone that... And like I said, that sort of reverting back... That was kind of what I took pride in, mm. was being that guy for Nantlex, is making sure that I had made all the mistakes and make sure that I had so you could, listened you, yeah. to all the problems and at least tried to make a solution for them. So you were not only on the line for people who needed you, but also you were creating lots of detailers who were able to at least do sort of level two support to themselves rather than... And each other as well, you yeah. know, and, and we'll get onto that in a little bit, but it was the community that was created which i hope is still going yeah I'm, I'm a bit sort of excluded from it now but it was it was the ability for a detailer to ring another detailer and say oh have you ever done one of these before even cars cars vary massively yeah. mark, mark by mark you know oh have you ever done a new insignia oh no but you know such and such has give him a ring give him a ring oh yeah this is what you need to do yeah you figure it out so what, what wax is best for a black car <laughs> uh boot wax boot wax yeah boot kiwi wax. Branded boot yeah. wax with yeah. with the brush. Parade yeah. gloss is the one. Yeah, you've got to iron it on. That's that's the key to the gloss. Yeah. Um, but the because uh, it's it's an interesting point that is also where do you allocate your resources as a company as an OEM selling a product? I mean, I was talking to one 
company which remained nameless but not necessarily in a bad way and it was one that offered a, a guarantee on the products and basically said ah. if you're not happy ah. you get it back or guarantee. it'll last x amount of time etc etc and i was sort of being a bit cynical and saying well what happens if people do and they said they do come to us and we do send out new products uh, or replacement products and it does cost us a certain amount a year but it pales in comparison pence. well it pales in comparison to the benefit that they get by offering these these sort of you know money back guarantee 100 mm -hmm. satisfaction or it'll last 50 years or whatever it is they they regard it as a straightforward business risk you know you look yeah, at it like that, an actuary but we but we're talking on a level there where they must be creaming so much profit 99 percent of the year that the callbacks are irrelevant well, and that's the problem with a lot of the brands is that you know it's not it, it, it isn't the cost of the product that's the issue a brand can lose 45 quid on a bottle of ceramic coating mm -hmm. but who's going to swallow the cost of the detailer spending four days realistically three or four days redoing that entire vehicle absolutely and then you and then it's the reputational damage that's that that's exactly that so it's it's the faith that and, and again this is going, sort of going back to the like imparting technical knowledge onto the detailers as a brand mm -hmm. is that you are allowing the customer to build faith in the product because the detailer knows how it works he knows how it's made he knows the technology behind it he understands what he's using you know it's like the difference uh, a good analogy for us to especially it's like the difference between a cook and a chef you know yeah. a cook will make food to a recipe using the ingredients that he's been told to put together or she yes or she people persons people. or they you know a chef yeah. a chef will and it's a chef will go and fetch ingredients and he'll create mixtures and he'll create and he'll taste it out of a label and fair, be able to know will, what to do a chef will do lines of cocaine off of the parts until yeah, he, will, yeah. until somebody else figures it out and then put their fist <laughs> i'm talking real world here yeah real world and then punch <laughs> clean through a steel locker seen that happen Okay. I was very scared. <laughs> very Hiding scared. in that locker. Oh, it was actually just a stunt locker they brought in to scare <laughs> no, you. Was, no, no, it was a genuine locker because he went on to hospital after that. <laughs> but And again, so we're looking at the ways in which different companies do it. Now, if you're a company based abroad, like, for example, Nanlex based in Germany, they hold, is it uh, the universities in Greece? Or as no, 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 no. So um, they've now got a dedicated... Um, uh, well, training it's facility. A deta well, it's yeah. a detailing facility. I'm not we sure if there. they're doing detailing yet. Yeah, I don't think I've been there. It's the one in town, which we no, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. The new ones uh, in the um, technology park. Oh, okay. Just below where the um, in the train and tank is. yard. So, did you go to where the flagpole was? Yeah, we surveyed the area in front of us. So, yeah. if you look down and right, those big train sheds. Yeah they now have a dedicated detailing center in one of those that's very um, cool. so they have a headquarters facility to do um detailing to do training events to do the university events university mm. events were a sort of brainchild of, of mike at swell detailing in greece mm -hmm. and florian and i had a little bit of help in it i wrote some of the sort of material for it and gave suggestions and stuff um and that's where you get fully qualified detailers mm -hmm. guys that have been detailing for years but you do a specific event that allows people to come to headquarters which is part of the magic really is people want to go 
to the headquarters of the brand that they're affiliated with, yeah. meet all of the staff, meet all the people, all of the names Meet involved. the umplumpers, go and meet chop the, the fountain yeah. ride. Well, it's the thing. I mean, plenty of UK detailers have been over to Germany for that. I know there are people been over to um, Swiss Facts in Switzerland. I know that people who've, you know, they do travel. Oh, I'll be going to Swiss. I'll be, I'll be going to Swiss Facts as soon as it's yeah, possible. As soon as they let you through. As soon, yeah, as soon as, as soon as we're allowed go to go, to the I'll Flex be gone. Factory, that's a magical yeah. place. That's, yeah, Labo as well. Yeah. I think Labo, their, their facility. I mean, imagine going there as a, as a Labo approved detailer for yeah. event it really that is a really cool studio yeah, as far as it's Absolutely like a soldier being invited to Buckingham Palace to meet the old lady you know it's that uh, sort of you know you get to see what you're part of rather than uh, well, yeah or you know fighter pilot going to you know the factory where they make the not jets. sure about the, yeah. the little love shack outside that Reggie stayed in <laughs> <laughs> I think that's for special invites that's, yeah. yeah that's a bit different I mean, did you uh, get your invite no Really? Just you, I think. <laughs> That's what I've been told. I think Bert and I are off trying to smoke again. <laughs> oh. Still failed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it, you know, part of the magic is going to the manufacturer. But there, the detailing events were um, a supercar university event yeah. where, um, like myself, Mike, led the training. Mm -hmm. You've both got quite quite a long spanning background in working on f sporty sporty stuff yeah um robert from apex in germany dropped yeah. his uh 458 special off and we did that and some of the guys there had never seen a car like that yeah that, again that's part of the experience is, is being in that environment with all uh, of the people associated with the brand in one place and us teaching detailing with the products that we're we're sort of selling yeah and there's an echo effect is that you know if you explain to your customer and you might be based in croydon but if you tell your customer that you went down to you know milan to train with labo or to um wherever in, in um they probably um, look at you funny because you've obviously got a passport yeah. <laughs> well there is there is but, that element but, but you become part of something and yeah and this is uh we talked about it earlier the sort of preamble to the podcast the, the nanolexmation yeah hashtag that we started using and it it became you know, people wanted to be part of it because it was a community. And, yeah. you know, everybody felt included with the brand. I think that's quite a, an unusual experience because it's extremely difficult. And then the larger the brand it is, the more impossible it seems to be. Exactly. But it's, that, yeah. it's difficult to feel included in everything that's going on. Um, obviously, you're not, you know, you're never going to be included in the business side of things. Um, yeah, no. Quite a few brands have got that nice little uh, mini Facebook community now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a step in the I've, right I've direction. never been one to get involved in that because, well, frankly, I'm part introverted, part cynical to the point of don't like other people. Yeah, you just have like don't like. That's the softest way I've ever heard you describe it. Introvert, but is it? Uh, occasional negative outbursts <laughs> <laughs> just once or twice a minute but the um there's you've got for example in america again that's a whole different world but they've got detailing university by chemical guys oh, I, I couldn't high five that many people in america no group. that would be it'd they're be, very be enthusiastic quite noisy yeah but then you've also got places like auto geek and stuff do training don't they so the gloss university is the one for me which yeah. is the one that dave patterson and the guys at lake country yes. and rag company are involved so like gloss college up the road no, no, not Glocks no. College. Yeah. <laughs> Gloucester. Uh So, yeah, the Gloss University, that is exactly, you know, my idea of a perfect event. Yeah. You've got affiliation with various different brands. It's, I think it's two days, is it? Like Where is it? Merca. Oh, yeah. Merca. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, do you mean America or Merca, the sanding company? 
Oh no, America. Okay, America, yeah, I thought yeah. he actually meant Mercos. Oh, no, 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 they, no. they do <laughs> stand alone courses, do they? Um, yeah, but where in well, America? Who, who it's quite it? a large it's, place. I've well, heard, no. Let's be honest. If it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be in the same town that Rag Company, in Lake what? Country, <laughs> everybody else in the world that's related. Well, to the it. apparent detailing tax haven is Boise. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the detailing capital of America. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get it. I mean, there was I, I was looking on the Kochimi website of all places, and they had a US headquarters. And I'm a nosy bugger, so I went straight onto the Google Earth. Is it in Boise? Well, I can't remember, but it's, I mean, oh, it's but in it America, is. but I went on Google Earth and then looked at it and it said G-Technic America. So it's, it's, it's because I guess common importers or some sort of history or just hasn't updated on Google, but it's fascinating. I did the same with Murr and the Murr HQ was full of Ferrecula vans. It's like a Spider-Man meme, isn't it? Yeah. It's like every brand in the detailing industry is exactly the same and they're all just pointing at each other. <laughs> it's you. No, it's you. It's you. But um, in terms of locations over in the States, you look at studios and setups like um, Todd Cooper Riders. Yeah. And he, 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 has, he has massive meets over there as well. Yeah. Well, not, re- not recently. But. Well, you've got a community. Who was that community? It was a couple of issues ago that was tied in with autoality and it was because uh, you've got the detailing mafia. That's not it, but it's the detailing republic or something like yeah. that. I can't remember now. But it's all that's kind of centered around one detail shop with lots of other professional detailers moving in on it. It's not specifically a brand yet. Yeah, but the, um, the, the key here is for OEMs to jump on that. Well, yeah, McGuire's used to have massive get togethers over there. Yeah. They, they do that to a certain extent over here, but they're more orientated towards car clubs exactly they're not so it's, about it's the an enthusiast brand yeah, yeah exactly. mcguire's is full-on hobby these days over here yeah no, <laughs> excuse me from a professional point of view communication is is tricky but i mean but again, if, you, if you run a high-tech brand high technology and it's a premium brand yeah you've got to train you've people. got to get that family spirit knitted together you've got to get people to the factory if you even have one yeah that's one of the problems that yes you tattoos don't really are essential tattoos are essential yeah. Yeah. hey uh petri got an Alex tattoo <laughs> Petri, yes, Petri got an Alex tattoo. He got um because Nanalex corporate colour was purple, so I egged him on. He just into, punched in, him into getting the um <laughs> the evil minion. You know, oh the yeah, with purple the crazy hair. Yeah, so probably Kevin. It's pretty funny actually. But he had um <laughs> Girl Club Holly um near in Coventry near Rico because he used yep. to get it done at Waxlock every year. His tattoos, oh, okay. and she um his username online is Wolfenstein. Yes. So we had a, a an angry minion with a like a wolf hat on type thing. It was really cool. But yeah, you know, but silly things like that. You know, it was it was like our distributor meetings mm. were basically an opportunity to smoke forty fags indoors and start drinking beer at eleven a.m. whilst yeah. talking about products and well stuff that you otherwise want to be talking about anyway so yeah but it, stuff like that, you know, it makes a big difference it, because when the company announces something. If it's not as popular, you know, if it's something that isn't necessarily a good announcement, mm. you're kind of like, all right, well, you know, we we can work with this. We can, you know, we can make it work. Or if there's a problem with the product, it's like, oh, you know, just letting you guys know. It, it, I mean, it certainly makes it stronger. What I'd also say, I mean, it opens up vulnerabilities. I know some are cautious um, against creating a sort of a, a big group simply because if if you have such a close knit group and then for whatever reason you fall out with a manufacturer it will spread like wildfire whereas if you keep all your customers separate from each other if you've got one very unhappy customer a stroppy customer then you can kind of isolate them and, and weaken them so it is it is a bit of a well bit i mean of a I, I i sort of half experienced it didn't i when yeah. i left nanlex you yeah. know i'd built up a sort of uk family so to speak and you know once that sort of bond is broken with the brand yeah 
it, yeah, you're became, kind of outside the you're outside, outside the, the network. Yeah, but you know, I I I still keep in touch with a lot of the guys, and they're hopefully still talking to each other. Yeah, well, I think I mean, I think in the broader spectrum, it's a sort of quality, all-encompassing, all-in-one sort of OEM training is actually something we should really foster a bit because there isn't there isn't enough here i mean i remember back in my previous life in it i went to switzerland for two days purely for training on cat5 cable yeah literally two whole days on ethernet cable technology there is which i feel i mean it added to my character a lot but it was that was what i was in, in there is an element of of training being like i've got a lot of friends in various trades that go on stuff like that yeah where it'll, it's more of like um Certainly wasn't like one, one of their suppliers will invite them on like a training event and they'll go there and they'll just talk about like an electrical connector for two days. Yeah, RJ45, baby. Yeah, RJ45s. You know, and they'll come back and it's like, eh, you know, we got a trip away and... Well, it was a thing. It was know. professional development, and it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't just a piss up. I mean, you might have had a pint or two. Although I, I couldn't. I'm Switzerland. I got terribly confused because there seemed about ten different languages and three different currencies. And I was I about to say, was that everything. the one you went into the presentation at and found out nobody actually spoke English? No, that was in Italy, where you spent two days training, and this was for end user training. And um, it was they. I, I landed up for nine a.m. in Milan, carried out the training until lunch break. They went to lunch break. They came back two and a half hours later, mostly pissed. And then in the afternoon, at the end of the day, I said, "Right, are there any questions?" And I got lots of blank things. So I thought, "Sod it, I'm going to head him there." Turned out there was only one person who spoke English in the whole room, and it was particularly awkward because they paid for two days worth of training. <laughs> or actually, they hadn't paid; they'd commissioned two days worth of training. The payment was a whole different kettle of fish. Um, and I came in the next they day. They paid you in kettles of fish. Uh, yes, yes, that's it's a done gracious. thing. It's northern Italy, um, but no, and it was very confusing back. before the euro came in. Yeah, <laughs> the following the, the euro had already come in. I I'll trade that, you a carafe of diesel. <laughs> uh, I don't really want that. <laughs> and yeah, the next day they just watched the football because I realised that they wouldn't football understand what I was saying. Priority of everything else, and they had two days off. Off you what? I didn't watch football. I was oh, bored, right. bored rigid. I just kept up with emails and was working. I was working hard in them days. And um, in them yeah, days. flew back. Well, all over the place. I was doing two countries. Implying a, that you don't now. Two countries a week. <laughs> well, now I sit in front of a computer and talk to people. It's a bit different. Um, so, yeah, my point being is that professional training in other industries is a big deal and taken very seriously. And perhaps we should be leaning on the OEMs to provide not sales training, not simple how-to guides, but proper all-encompassing training all around, or well, at they, least, you know, entail third parties to do it. This sort of leads us on to how we got started on this topic, doesn't it? It does. Because it was the, we're not naming any brands or any persons in particular, but there seems to be a... Derek. Huh? Sorry, I Derek. Was, Derek, I was making a joke to well, myself, given, but then it? I realised we're on a podcast. So it's probably a pretty silly thing to do, really. Well, jokes on this podcast, podcast or not, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the it was the the sort of a trend for. Uh, well, hang on. How can I how can I politely say this? No, let me say it. So you that say it's not I'm polite. terrible at being. Polite. Well, we asked which which manufacturers do we know operating in the UK, not necessarily from the UK, have um, really experienced sort of legitimately experienced training people slash facilities for uk professional detailers yeah technically 
specced up on detailing and all of the products and yes. the tech behind and the products. And not people who had just done a kind of a, a three-day, you know, orientation course at, at HQ many years ago or something like that. We're talking about proper experienced detailers with sort of 10, 15 years plus experience who could be, as a detailer, earning, you know, 50 plus grand a year, but oh, have decided... Not in this country. Not, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> no, but a lot of people pay for you to go abroad, but they pay people properly for you. Well, yeah. yeah. And, oh, and actually, how many have got, you know, legitimate detailers it's all very well having and james said this because he was, he was pointing out is that there are a lot who've got yes men or people who know enough to take a kind of enthusiast or basic entry-level course and just give product training and stuff like that and that's that's great and a lot of those are offered at no charge and it's a it's kind of a more commercial thing but how many really hardcore sort of proper trainers do we actually have that are in entirely funded and i, I i've completely lost track of this question i have to say how many? How many? Well, like full-on experts are there doing training for OEMs? Yeah, full-time. We, we for OEMs. Of, yeah. We can think of some really talented detailers who do work that outsourced effectively, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But even some of the like really amazing visits we've done. Yeah. To OEMs. We've then been presented with people who oh, can't they're marketing our guys. Yeah. They're marketing guys. And you have to go and start, you know, rooting around in offices in the background where you're not supposed to be asking people questions yeah. that the owner doesn't want you talking to. And there's no harm Two. in marketing as long as they are presented as marketing people, not as Two is the answer to the question. Two. Okay. Shall we move on? <laughs> okay, um, Koki. Well, we should move on now. Otherwise, it's true. James and I particularly. Well, uh, sorry, just a moment. final thought. Yeah. Do you think it's even necessary? to have those super technical technically well knowledgeable for, for a large people. brand yes for a small independent unlikely well even for a large brand is it commercially viable um it's when, commercially viable as long as you combine it with some sort of ambassadorship role yeah but again well, you get lots of these people who are required to be salespeople, social media darlings yeah but does an ambassador trainers will an ambassador do the job that's the question. Yeah. Will they do the job that an OEM wants them to do, which is to promote the brand, get people to buy the products, give them a brief understanding on how to use the stuff? Yeah. And maybe you know, sort of go around the office at the end of the day, empty the bins. Empty the yeah, bins. Exactly that sort of yeah. thing. So, yeah. We're dry, dry, still... dry clean the owner's car. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a changing world. I Personally, I don't think so. I think that we actually need more people that have a thirst for knowledge. Mm-hmm. She studied sculpture at well, St. Martin's College. Um, <laughs> supply and demand is a thing. If, if you do start asking for proper hardcore training on the detail stuff, not be palmed off as one day, you know, here's a product, this is how you apply it to say so. And now you are a master ambassador for the brand. <laughs> for that, you get 8% off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, actually, I've just thought of somebody who is technically. Um, he's a friend of ours. So, yeah. I haven't got any friends. That's a myth. Okay, well, he's a friend of ours as magazine. I've just realized. So, there is one. But, uh, so, yeah, the answer is there aren't enough, is what I'm going to say. But commercially, maybe there isn't the market to sustain them. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Because I think that friend you're thinking of, I think he'll do well. Oh, I think he'll do very well. But he was an expert before they took him on. That's true. But in a way, that's more legitimate. If what you make I, it your own. I know. You're yeah, what yeah, what that, I'd be that, interested that, to that see. That was one of my two. Yeah, that was yeah. one of your yeah. two. Yeah. Am I the other? No. Oh. Who is the other? I'm not saying that. Give us a hint that we would understand. A gentleman never tells. So now we are going to be on car news. What's happened to your crusty old BMW? 
Ooh. Which one? <laughs> well, we've had a, we've I've had, a, I've had quite a lot going on actually thinking about it because we haven't done a. Oh, we didn't. Re- yeah, that's we right. We haven't done a normal podcast roof, since Christmas, we? have we? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, well, first zone. of all, uh, I spent a few days New Year's Eve. It was. I was here until half eight New Year's well, Eve. Fair, it was only one day if it was on New Year's Eve. Well, and I was going to finish off by saying on the next day. Yeah, but you see, you spent a few years on oh. New Year's Eve. God, it's always a pedant, isn't it? So over the span of two years, and it's normally in 20, <laughs> 2020 and 2021, yeah. I, uh, you spent two years trying to fix one thing on your yeah. car is what you're trying to say. <laughs> Sounds about right. Basically, the Skoda came with the service history that left some uh, left a bit to be desired for, uh, mm-hmm. mainly because the, the mileage and the dates and the stamps didn't match any of the few receipts that it actually came with. So um, Maybe check the chassis number even matches it. <laughs> it's really difficult to read where it's been filed off. It's true. That's true. It's the body filler in that's the issue. <laughs> so I decided to take it upon myself to do a timing belt on my own on a two-liter TFSI engine. How did that go for you? All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, it was an absolute nightmare. I won't be doing it again. Um, nothing in comparison to the thermostat that needed changing at the same time, which required half the engine to come out. Um, yeah, then a service, and then the E36 because Ian was doing Cabriolet stuff. I thought I'd get my um, hair straighteners out and um, come in for a bit of a hairdresser's day with him. And yeah, the I unit started... was scissors at dawn, wasn't it? For it was scissors at dawn. Yeah, it was when we started playing volleyball with our shirts off. It kind of got a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, it was the host <laughs> by host it was by January. Anyway. Yeah, I saw the CCTV footage by the way. Quite quite a good uh, profit there. We don't talk about that. <laughs> um, so I decided to try and get the when I bought the E36, the roof was in op. Um, so well, when you bought the E36, you said to me, "Oh, I know these roofs. It's dead simple. All you do is like click it back, click it forward, boom, it's fixed." And then suddenly you got yourself a bargain E36. Did it happen like that? Um, it actually did, didn't it, Ian? To start with, don't bring me into this. So it did. It, that was the case. It, it all clicked in and it did operate. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that there's a common fail point on the front latch motor where the worm drives are plastic. And after twenty odd years, Good they, they quality there crack and snap. Crack, crack, snapple, and pops. Pop. Um, there was a point where we had uh, two sets of jump leads connected up to a battery charger, and you were just kind of waving two bits of wire around in the air trying to get it to work. Yeah, that didn't I, work. It was like dousing <laughs> for electricity. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of at the point where I know what's up with it. Yeah. Um, but it needed a new cover anyway. So once I've got the electrics working, it'll be going up to a specialist in stop port. Sounds expensive. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, and then uh, the E65 series, uh, which you came in today, I saw that's now hybrid. Yep, so I have to charge it up every night. Okay, um, if it's below seven degrees, we use a Skoda. Is it because the battery's shot or the alternator's shot? No, it's because when I changed the glow plugs, I decided that I knew better than all of the advice online and I didn't change the uh, glow plug controller. Ah, okay. So it has six brand new glow plugs and still only two of them light up. Ah. Which is great for an M57 engine which has had the swirl flaps deleted (laughs) because they don't like starting anyway. So that can buy me no glow plugs. And then um, I... My dad's E60 was in at Connolly Motors in Stockport, who's a good friend of mine, Danny. That's a 530? Yeah, he's got a 530D, which is incredibly good condition. Much better than mine. Mm. Cost less than mine. 
we don't anyway. No, it's <laughs> Slightly better there. Um, so he's needed. Uh, your dad's re- got a really nice ML as well. Yeah, he's got an ML two seventy CDI, an old old girl one six three W one six three. Yeah, and you because your dad had a eight like mine back in the day as well. Yeah, you know, he's had loads of big barges. Do you think good choices just skip a generation sometime? No, because he had an E thirty. Oh, okay. But you had E thirties too. Yeah, exactly. So I make okay, the same so, good uh, decisions that he makes. Oh, good to sit right. Yeah. And to be yeah. fair, I told him to get an E sixty. So yeah. <laughs> um, so his went in for rear brake lines with Danny, and they run over the fuel tank. So it was a big job. Yeah. Um, so got it trailered over there because COVID restrictions. We're trying to be as good as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. You're basically so, farming out the infection support yeah, delivery just, driver. Yeah, send, send <laughs> yeah, send a sacrificial yeah. goat in. Hey, he's happy to do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we trailered my dad's car over to Danny, mm-hmm. had all the work done, and then my dad was worried about collecting it because we're living here. And um, the oh. st- suggestion was made that I send my beloved e34 in replacement for his five series so that we only we could split the trailer costs so my e34 is currently under the knife mm-hmm. um, and you're taking it well seeping okay uh well i've had the quote yes i, I remember that, that i saw the ambulance arrive yeah i've had the quote and i've given the go ahead uh and i've yeah and you haven't heard anything have you no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm making some assumptions. The okay. first one is that they're actually willing to work on it. Yes. And the second is that... Um, I don't think there's that much shame anymore working on BMWs. I think the second yeah. is that they haven't found my new mobile number yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've switched it four times since dropping it off. Have you? I don't have your new mobile then. No, nobody's got my new mobile number. I'm joking. Not like James. Like Ian, he's got various mobile numbers that he keeps stumped so nobody can actually contact him. Yeah, he's got his pimping phone. <laughs> he's got his prison, I work, I work he, off burners. He's got his, he's got his prison butt phone, <laughs> shaped like a bar of soap. And then he's got his uh, K-pop Korea miniature phone for his little uh, yes, K-pop music videos. <laughs> no, so yeah, the yeah. the E thirty four is being worked on. It should be roadworthy very very soon. Um, so what works? You've still got the lay on, haven't you? No. Oh, no, you solved that. I remember the poor bloke. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the, what a buy. What a steal that was. That was great. Well, he hasn't, great. Got him, he hasn't been back in touch. No. So, no, I've got Skoda. <laughs> it's a deep ditch. I suppose you're no, still trying to get in the driver's door. <laughs> <laughs> no, driver's door was fine. I think it was so the other ones he had a problem. What is your personal immediate family fleet? It's the Skoda, the East, the Skoda that's got a dodgy provenance, but you've had a bit of a fiddle. You've got the no, Skoda's, East 60. Skoda's, fine. Skoda's absolutely fine now. Okay, you've got so the East 60 that only starts when it wants from the to. tires. Yeah, one tire goes down. You've got the E36 that's a permanent convertible. Well, no, it's not anymore. It's permanently permanent hard top at the moment. So that's under a, a space sheet. Under a sheet. Um, and then you've got your old E34 5 Series, which is uh, currently undergoing therapy. Yeah. So, okay. So things are quite tough at the moment, James, for you. I mean, yeah, I've only got four. Yeah, four. But in terms of actual <laughs> completely reliable operating, you've only got the the, the Skoda I mean, out Scud of, out of out of the four cars that I've got, three are BMWs, and the one that works is a Skoda. Skoda. <laughs> you got your bicycle out though. Yeah, so look, you've got, you finally got it back. It turns out they didn't actually steal it. Yeah, he's got it back again. Oh, he's got it back again, has he? Yeah, because yeah. so <laughs> you 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 were you were going to get him to set the um, the suspension up for your 
your weight? Did he, did he do that? <laughs> so, no, he didn't. He dropped it off worse than it was and gave me a pump. <laughs> so I set the suspension. Uh, he so his primary job. This is I've got. A, I I've hate got a, somebody set suspension okay. based on my weight. So yeah, you have to. Oh God! What are they going to do on otherwise? Well, I mean, what, what, what other factors are there for suspension? Well, I've never had a bike where you have for. set suspension. To be honest, I've only had one bike with suspension. You're going to set it off for your surface area. Was that when you put a sprung seat on your penny farthing? Uh, I did actually have a seat, a saddle with a little little damper. No, I do. But to be fair, my old Trek four and a half thousand. Which what they made from... you wear in boarding school just doesn't come into this conversation. I had that in boarding school. It's my one release. The well, saddle. not my one release. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that had springs ultimately that you rock, rock, rocks, shocks or something. Yeah. So I've use. got a hardtail downhill bike, which has got Fox thirty sixes on it on the front, and I think they were deflated for shipping. Right. Um, so when I put them on, they just squished out. So I asked him to set it to my weight. Which is a relatively simple task. You just got to pump it up until it's at a certain psi. Didn't do it. Did you tell him your right weight though? Yeah, it's on the right. Actually, over, over, overestimated. Yeah. So sixty-five. So, but the primary job for him to do was to stop the chain from slipping and to sort the gears out. It came back with index gears and the chain was slipping. Okay. And I asked him to bleed the brakes because they were spongy, but they were still spongy when it came back. So. How much After are you paying for this? Two, it's quite a lot, actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm you I'm weren't even a... sure it was going to come back no, when you came up sure and picked up in a van. Back. I wasn't sure it was going to come back. But I've, I did pay quite a lot to have it done, and I'm quite tight when it comes to bikes because I usually do it all myself as opposed to everything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like having a white van show up in the morning with school bus written in red paint down the side of it. Yeah, maybe for your son. Uh, and Bert's detective picture on the side of it. <laughs> hey, you know me. You can trust me. Um, so yeah, it's back with him. Uh, he's had it eight days, and I haven't heard from him. Uh, assuming I still own it, yeah. Um, but sun's out now. Time to get the lycra out. Said no one. Stand by your beds. Oh, oh. So Ian, before we go into too much detail about James and lycra, or you, any, you've been. <laughs> you, you've let's been... just let's just divert away from that straight away I, i'm trying to work out now strange enough i bumped into a neighbor two houses down from me um due to a That's sewage... about 20 miles away isn't it? it it's a bit of a distance but there was a sewage blockage so it was in he wanted to... Oh, something to bond over then yeah no honestly we, we were rotting away and on on that's this saturday actually and the smell was horrific and it turns out he had had building work and they put stones down the drains and that's why the sewage was completely blocked and anyway it, i don't want to get into too much depth but he looked at my driveway as my partner calls it the subaru graveyard and he identified that i'm a car enthusiast correctly and then he said he's a car enthusiast shut up he uh, i'd said that he's a car enthusiast too and he has an mgf um on his driveway that's been there for four years did you um, hug him huh did you hug him and say i'm sorry for your loss no i said mgf um and um yeah, I thought of you immediately. So, are you? What's your plan with your your MGF? Because you always said sell it. I just it, want to get it through MOT and get shot of it now, frankly. Okay. Oh, we only bought it to do that little um, segment with John. Uh, yeah, with with Delhi. I thought you were starting to fall for it. I'd, no. You know, drive past at night sometimes to see a light he's, on here. No, he's, be, he's being coy. I've seen yeah. him in here on his own working on it. Yeah, I, I thought well, he, was, he was starting because to because I can't convince anyone else to do it for me with his. Dis- <laughs> with his... <laughs> So, you haven't asked me to do any work on it. Well, no, because I want to do it competently. <laughs> oh, well, competently. Now you're putting qualifiers. Yes, quiet Sunday afternoons with his Disney playlist and the MGF in here. I yeah, caught well, him he's, yesterday. He's, he's brought his armchair yesterday. in here as well, the office. He's, 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 while we're all in lockdown, he, he quietly comes in his own and sits in an armchair to escape his family. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
<laughs> so okay, so the F is, is you're, destined. You're, you're, you're only one step above spending time with my family. <laughs> what do you mean I'm only one step above? I'm not sure if I should offence to that or not. Yeah. Oh, I, I, no, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to make any difference. Um, so our, our joint concern, the Renault 5, is looking pretty but still missing CV joints. Because yeah, what's happened with those? Yeah, what's happened uh, with those? How long ago did we order those? Over the a second month and ones. it still hasn't blooming come. What you should have done is ordered them from Germany. I did order them from Germany. As in the parts were the the ones we well the original yeah the one second was, ones he ordered from Germany the, oh. the, the the first ones he ordered from the UK and they were wrong and he was uh, he was very smug because he got them through very quickly and said oh those uh, top mounts you ordered from Germany are taking ages to get here the ones I ordered from Germany were the correct ones so you know they they actually were installed and they're on the car now um, so but the, yeah. the the CV joints are still three weeks in the wind. God knows. Yeah, they've been they've been there. I got a notification to say that they've been shipped when I pushed because I sent an email said look, oi, haven't had this. So at this point, and it then, would have been quicker to get a different gearbox, different drive shafts, and just throw it together. It it may well have been, but not necessarily cost effective. Um, probably. Well, possibly. But anyway, so that's looking very pretty, but not going anywhere. But once it does, we will definitely be singing from the hills so that we can um, find a suitable patron to You're going to rip a skid it. in the car park, in it. I'm not. I am. Um, MGF came in yesterday because it wouldn't stop, never stop, going to stop no, giving was, up stopping. It came in because it went for an MOT on Friday, and the only thing that they could find with it was that it was stopping far too well. Which is hilarious because the previous MOT... <laughs> it wasn't stopping well enough. And do you know how much work was done to the brakes between MOTs? None. Absolutely none. No. I took them off and I hit them. Oh, you drizzled olive oil over them. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's it. I, they, they said the brakes were binding, so I put oil over the discs and they weren't binding. But apparently that still wasn't enough. <laughs> so, yeah, I came in here yesterday to find the workshop covered in brake fluid and Ian covered in. <laughs> My eye is mostly covered brake fluid. Yeah. It looked like he got overexcited with the car. But uh, shout out to uh, Big Red. Oh, yeah, Big Red are awesome. Shout out to Big Red because they Websites did... Websites uh... useless, but they are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rebuild kit for 27 quid for both calipers. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Speaking of Big Red... Even gave me loads of spares. <laughs> well, speaking of Big Red, that that's a nice, what do you call it, an intersection between two thingamadiggles, but it's... Um... Are you going to go on about the bloke you met in a uh, gas station when you did your tour of the United States? No. Was his name not Big Red? Oh, no, that was... No. Oh, Big Dave. Big Dave. The description of him was Big Red. <laughs> Throbbing. Um, what, what, what do you call it when you split from one sequence to another? It's got a name. A Segway. A Segway. There we go. Um, oh, one of them two-wheeled things. Yeah. One of those. What? <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, well, the only news that I have is that the very venerable VOD, uh, who is the, the 3.7 hybrid V8, uh, is going in for a little bit of TLC with the D2 Doctor. And I'm getting Big Red as a, as a currency car. And Big Red is a 2.8 final edition, well, final edition style A8 with big 20-inch rims, but very, very bright red. Oh, you got the leather pack too? Uh, it does have leather pack too, yes. All the best cars have those. Yes, yes, well, so does Fritz now. Yeah, but Big Red came with it. It, it, yeah. it, it wasn't just an aftermarket add-on by somebody who dreams about having a fully finished car. No, well, uh, yeah, but like, I mean, final editions, for example, different Alcantara headlining. I put that in into uh, into Fritz and, and all the other bits and bobs. Still looking for leather pack three of him. He's got D two P F. Uh, no, not F L two. Does leather pack three come with the ball gag? No, <laughs> it comes with a full dash leather, so it's all right from the top. But Thanks for one. <laughs> 
yeah, you're just yeah, mm. you're just being making it sexual all of a sudden. But no, Vod's Vod's going off um, the rear back boxes on its last leg, so I got a uh, stainless steel back box oh, from God, Germany. I'm modifying it. I'm not modifying it. It's it was cheaper than OEM from Audi. That's uh, because you went to Audi for starters. Oh, let's got... start a list of things that are cheaper than OEM from Audi. <laughs> Gold-plated toilet seats. <laughs> yes. The Queen's crown jewels. <laughs> yes, a Subaru. Um, um, you could have just got a Bosel one. Yeah, no, this is some. It's just called Super Sprint or something from Germany. It's like German. Sorry, 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 sorry. So there again, Super Sprint or something or something. Yes. Sorry, is that is that a, the passe comment that Super Sprint are relatively unknown? Well, to me, they are. Right. Okay. It doesn't have maybe, maybe you should German do some research on who there. Super Sprint are. Okay. Well, anyway, it's from who are, Super who Sprint. Who are Super Sprint? They're like the most well-known performance exhaust manufacturer in the world. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Well, I I just. I, uh, Bloke in Wilton always used to do Powerflows, custom Scorpion, no. Scott and Hayward. I've heard of both of those. Haywardy Scott. Yeah, but they're not world known. Magnex. I had Magnex. Yeah, Magnex are right. Yeah. Super Sprint R. My first M3 had a Super Sprint race system on it. Doesn't it sound like, like a massively like German name, I have to no. say. If you say it like this, Super Sprint, then it sounds German. Yeah, Super but you Sprinted. can say that of anything. Say Super Winston Sprint. Churchill in a in a German accent. He sounds like a German. Borderline. Winston borderline, Churchill. Borderline say Elizabeth Windsor in a German accent. She said, "Oh, hang on." <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Sachsenburg? Well, anyway, it took Sorry. it took yeah, ages. Sorry, it took <laughs> ages to arrive from Germany, and now it's condented. And then, as a as a kick up the up the up the <clears throat> posterior, um, afterwards, I got a seventy nine pound bill for um, importing from that really foreign area of the eu and it's cost me an absolute fortune brexit means brexit yeah brexit means Joy. brexit brilliant great this is so what you, medal. you say it's dented but uh, you know if, if you're trying to get max flow rate in exhaust it's kind of like a reverse golf ball so you know you've got the little dimples on the golf ball to cut down on the um, this is a four inch dimple and there's yeah, only you just one need of them. to put more in basically i'm not doing that shiny as it is i like shiny but four inch that's about that big right <laughs> yes, James. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, just for 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 those not watching on the camera that we're not running, uh, James made a small symbol. Um, so yes, that's happening. And also because the date breaks are pretty poor, because I had I've had a couple times in VOD when I've needed to get from A to B rather quicker than floaty, and the first thing that happens is the brakes caught fire despite having relatively new pads and stuff. So uh, I got some Recon D three S eight brakes that are going on there. So you're not modifying it? Not modifying it, no. They're actually only two pistons. Sorry, they're, they're, I should re rephrase that. So you're not ruining it? Not ruining it, no. They're only 360mm discs. I mean, they're So this wheel. car that was rescued from a scrapyard now owes you... Uh, 10 grand? No, bugger off. It's, it's, it's less than four figures for everything, including labour. On top of the car and the wheels. On the top tires. of the car. The wheels, I've made my money back on the wheels by selling the little ones for the same price they wanted for the big ones. And yes, I've had to put tires on a car. Just Listen, like you don't have to justify it to me. I'm just trying to pick holes in your flawed vehicle No, it's still been process. the cheapest vehicle per mile. I've done over 20,000 miles in it, and it's cost me a damn sight less than if I got something on lease or some fancy pants modern car with cruise control that works and, and Bluetooth. I'm happy with my long wave radio and my slightly cracked leather and that strange whiff that I think somebody or something has died somewhere in it and the mould under the dealer stickers that I can't get rid of without taking the dealer stickers off which goes against me but you'll that, put that, that, that smell that, that's you yep oh over 35 it now. is to be fair it is only there when I'm there or rather I'm only aware of it when I'm there you, you should definitely smell it when you're there yeah you well, should it, definitely worry about keeping the dealer stickers on as you're bastardising the rest of the car though yeah no, with 
yeah okay well it's all Audi anyway never mind so that's, that's like the Range Rover we've got down at the body shop at the moment where the, the, the guy's intent on getting everything as original as possible and he wants the CSK logos yep. painted on sort of the original vinyls and you know the, the giant sub he's put in the boot and the Reversing LEDs cameras everywhere. and the LED yeah, no, the reason, puddle lights. The, and, the, the, yeah. But yeah, original though. It's yeah, original. Yeah. The dealer sticker, I'm not bothered about originality. I'm bo- You've just muted my microphone. No, you haven't. Oh, I muted my microphone because I'm still eating frutellas. It's frutellary. Hi. Um, so, yeah, no, it's not originality I'm bothered about. It's the fact that that is the sticker I know that you peel a little bit off and then it'll cut and then you have to peel another bit off and then you start spraying tar and glue and or applying it via a microfiber or however and then you end up with no nails and all sorts of stuff. So I'm just well, so the, the, we'll the, have to just smash the, smash the glass. Yeah. Do you want a hand? No. Hey. No, it's a real screen. Do you know what, you know what uh, uh, is quite... A good way to smash a rear window on an A8. If you use a Subaru at speed from a bridge, hang on, did you rear end your dad in an A8? He's had a... absolutely no effect. Yeah, you. So you you used a BMW at speed to insert into your dad's Audi's rear end, and how did that go down? I mean, in terms of damaging rear ends. Of... Well, it didn't damage the Audi, did it? No. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, they're, they're, they're... okay. I mean, this is an experiment. Let's see if I can get a BMW to go through the Audi's <laughs> no, no, Subaru. I, I, for, for science. For science. Subaru. We <laughs> no. don't need to sacrifice a BMW to do this. <laughs> don't need to sacrifice anything. It's unnecessary. But anyway, so that's what happened. Challenge How are the <laughs> How are the Subarus? They're fine. They're, they're, they're doing nicely. They're going a bit. Green. Haven't floated away yet. No, not quite yet. We haven't I, eroded away yet. How close was Uncrashable to the edge of the um, river? Approximately one meter and forty-five like centimeters. Meadow, whatever it is. Yeah. Lake, stream, slash torrent, flood, flow. Yeah. yeah. It it was breach. So are we it's still running at one out of three at the moment. One out of three. cylinders. One out of three, and that's all right. No, one's cool. working absolutely fine. We're dogging it all over the place. It's brilliant. We went through. Have a you fitted all those stupid turbochargers to it yet and ruined it? No, no it's not. It's a TDO four. It's not stupid. I've got a three-inch straight-through exhaust, and a TDO four. And it will need a bit of a map. And he doesn't need stupid turbochargers to ruin those cars. No, he can do that right. perfectly well with that stupid turbochargers. And the RCM fuel pump. And then it'll be pushing 280, 300 and something brake. Yep. And that'd yep. be lovely. Yep. And it'll be worth less than it is now. No, it's not. It will so be. You should see Subaru money. I really shouldn't. No, Subaru's online. If you want to get a, a classic or anything, anything new age, which has been either bog standard lowish mileage or really well modified, you're, you're paying absolute amazing money we were uh, looking well there you online. go you're looking for a really well modified subaru you're, you're, you're practically asking the impossible no no there are tons online with forged engines all the kit and Under they're glows. asking for 15 grand for a 15 year old car which can be outpaced by a gtr or a 488 pista or a I mean, stock bmw diesel uh no yes no i'm pretty sure a 535d would do them all in no, I'm pretty Otherwise sure Otherwise, the not. police wouldn't use them. Yeah, all two tons of them. The police just don't have taste. I don't know why the police don't use Subarus. I mean, they did uh, occasionally now and then. But no, Scoops, a, a, a properly modified classic, will show a clean pair of heels to I do, I do, BMW. I do quite object to the term classic being used for those. But they are Because they're not, are they? They're not classic. They are a classic. They, they should, be like, the, classic, should be like the Subaru like Chav, they should call it. That would be a better name. The Subaru Chav. That would be a good name for the GC8. All right. Coming from Mr. Mr. E36 Conv without even a decent engine in it. Classic car now. Ah, what year is it? 
actually don't care next section we're going to be moving on to is brand communities and online groups and the kind of facebook groups facebook groups to an extent but the also, shark pool of the detailing world it builds on what um particularly james was saying earlier when we were talking about manufacturer training and that actually uh in terms of creating professional groups having a um or rather professional training having a group that's kind of emerged from said professional training can work really well and i know there are some professional groups uh that operate at the moment where the guys are they're frankly they're overjoyed they're, it's going really well everybody gets on with each other lots of really useful stuff well i was about to, there was a pbd group but that's i was talking more talking manufacturer which based. Just a message off uh, one of our regulars dave whitehouse has just messaged me oh so he wants me to call clang. him i don't know if it's a personal call or not clang in your guy. name drop over yeah, there clang yeah uh yeah pvd is doing great Everyone's actually quite nice at the moment. They're yeah, not being we too haven't had any, any. No, not at all. And we're getting we're getting loads of um, hits. And but on yesterday, we had over three hundred and something people make searches on the website on a Sunday. Um, and I think we had twelve heathens like direct quote well, the referrals. First, first, which first is question that Ian and I want to know is what were you doing yesterday? <laughs> I was building a dog hut. I've got photos. To prove oh yes, it. the de-stressing. Yes, it was. It's remarkably therapeutic. Apart from all your terribly broken cars. Have <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm still working normal days from nine till seven. Um, oh, I thought the de-stressing was for the dogs. Yeah, no, it is. It no the is. dogs do bugger all. They They've just got sit around eating food there. and making a mess. Sounds um, like a great way to live. Yeah, damn straight. I'm jealous. Um, but yeah, no, in terms of different communities you've got out there, um, and I mean, for example, in terms of public groups you've got various public facebook groups which can be savage uh, it's very savage savage yes oh savage and so in a way a part of the problem with that is that any tom dick or harry can come into them whereas when you've got manufacturer groups a there's restriction that way around often not always the secret member group kind of thing there's yeah the secret member groups Private. are people who've all got something in common they've all done a training course or they've all qualified to be in pvd or whatever whatever the, the same of, conviction well not necessarily they've just got the same conviction and qualification are different they are it's debatable pretty. yes it is it's debatable they're both the result of something that you've achieved <laughs> <laughs> just one of them you've been caught for well, oh, caught or petty. assessed yes hey? um, <laughs> um so but i'm just yeah. trying to justify my past really we're just sort of musing over which one so for example you've got uh, dodo juice world is one that's big and it's been around for ages and it's enthusiast so i don't think there's any particular qualification to be in there but there's lots of sort of is that the one that vinnie runs common dodo love i think vinnie is is tightly involved in it um and there is actually i don't ever see to my knowledge any bitching or scoring points or anything like that it all seems to be pretty nice and friendly whereas... yeah but that's again it's brand related isn't it, it so is. like like you were saying a minute ago the everybody's there for the same reason they love the brand yes if they don't love the brand then they leave so they're all sort of on the same song sheet yeah um likewise with uh i think i was invited to the car chem discussion group yes i've been recently invited to that and, they were um, doing a... and again that's pretty yeah that's quite good they sort of released products in there and, and stuff well, they like were that. starting a what's interesting they did a surprise pack a mystery box oh that was thing. funny that was quite entertaining but they have now started up a splinter group which is where they buy and sell and swap stuff so if you've got your surprise back and you were not happily surprised you can swap your five well, the, liters of air the, freshener the, for I'm something just else no interjects here yeah it's slightly off topic the idea of a mystery box is that you pay way 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 less than you normally would for the products and you get a surprise <laughs> you don't get a box full of like the ultimate amazing best stuff they sell you get 
a surprise. Yeah, you get what you're given. If you get 12 litres of air freshener, surprise, you stink. <laughs> That's the idea of a mystery box. <laughs> you can't... It's like... Uh, it was the... Uh, what was the What was the old subscription ones that used to do? What, Waxy Box? Waxy, box. waxy box and Race You know, box. they'd get sent out, and people were like, oh, it's crap this month. And it's like, well... <laughs> The idea is that you pay a subscription because some months you'll get way more value for money yeah. depending on who's supplying bits and bobs or who's donating stuff and other months you might get a load of time. Well, so, do you remember in first lockdown sorry, banging my microphone remember in first lockdown when the um, supermarkets did these random assortment boxes because you, you'd never be sure what you could actually get from the supermarkets for the first few weeks so they started doing these 35 quid basics boxes Yeah, yeah and people yeah. were complaining because they were getting um, I don't like normal cabbage. bacon instead of smoked <laughs> bacon you're like yeah. seriously? Uh, this grey poop one from Waitrose is not my normal brand. It's the, the Ocado boxes where there are only two types of avocado. I was more well, impressed by the um, bargain boxes at Lidl that they were doing. They were like £1.50. Just it just like a box. It, was a, it, was a bo- it was a box of fruit and veg that was out of date. Mm. But we got like... I mean, apples are... Her- I don't want to go into being an old, lonely <laughs> northern. day, apples were a farthing. But apples are well expensive now. Yeah. And everybody wants pink lady apples, for right. whatever reason. Because they want them all year round. And yeah, they want them all year round. I always, complain at, you now. I always complain at my other half of buying strawberries at this time of year. Yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah, the, the, I got a box of £1.50 and it had like 12 pink lady apples. And on my calculations, I was about £14 <laughs> up. <laughs> Well, you sold them on Facebook, didn't you? I did. Yeah. On Facebook, you're right. I got scalping I, the apples. <laughs> I have to admit, in lockdown one, I got shamed at Tesco's because I walked in to buy what I normally buy, which is usually six cans of beans, uh, <laughs> two cans of the five bean beans, and then some... and the six rolls of toilet roll that's necessary uh, necessity after that. No, I, I get that from, from uh, Costco in, in bulk yeah. twice a year. Um, and and six of uh, my favourite tomato soup. And then I got to the counter, and that's all I bought. I didn't buy any bog roll, nothing else. I don't need anything else. I'm happy just with my beans and my soup and my fancy beans. And uh, they said only one or two tins per person. And there's a big queue of people at checkout. And I had to, like, put everything back into my little basket and totter over and then start restacking shelves. Um, oh, you're such a wet lettuce. I know. And just then get I go, up to the counter and growl at them. That's what I do. Oh, hell no. No, don't, but don't the you just have to stack them on, the, the, other on the chewing gum shelf. No, I put them back oh, in the correct place. I'm, and actually, I'm that guy. I, <laughs> I'm I did that Tesco's guy. a favour because I noticed quite a lot of them weren't properly stacked. So I ended up restacking pretty much a pallet load of, of, of beans and tomato soup so that all the labels were straight and centred. But you got your own name label at the end of the day, so it's a, it's a, it's a happy story. <laughs> but no, it was the guilt. It was the guilt of being looked at and I was being judged. And so I'm not actually doing yeah, anything I wouldn't otherwise you go do. shopping or not, Bert. Well, it's true. You but have that look of hedge creeper, and that's what <laughs> makes people look at you. <laughs> my uh, my friend Sean has started buying shame bread. Shame? What is shame bread? So um, he wants to go to Little to buy alcohol, right? But because he feels like it's shameful for not going out for an essential trip. At- oh, I see. He buys a loaf of bread to go with it. <laughs> so he's got a freezer full of shame bread. <laughs> I like. What do you mean? He doesn't just buy the the pastries. No, I've got to do a panini run tomorrow, actually. Yeah. A panini run? God, you've got so Ian, often middle-class, Chase. Ian doesn't, Ian doesn't like their paninis, what I do. Nah, I don't like, like any that. paninis. I'm not entirely sure what panini is. That's it's the type the of thing. you do in the, in the press. Or in a George it's Foreman. Ch- it's cleaning windows group. Oh, ciabatta, right. Yeah, say yeah, it properly. Ciabatta. 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 I always thought it was ciabatta. We would do you from Hampshire. <laughs> well, yeah. But anyway, Sire never bought it. You, you, you think that living in Swindon would have knocked that out of him by now, but... <laughs> 
Look, I feel bad for buying pre-sliced bread sometimes, so shut up. Um, That's only because you haven't got a maid to cut it for you these days. <sighs> All right, Mr. Chibata. Right, into that one. Oh. Uh, uh, anyway. Um, so, so, yeah, back onto Facebook groups. Facebook groups. So, yeah, we kind of wanted to know where the friendliest groups were and what we think, what are the ingredients for a satisfactory group? Are the entry restrictions, the, what, 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 what do you look for in your online detailing community? Silence. Friction. <laughs> I look for friction. I want people to argue. Yeah, there are. There, we had one who was strange enough just on the on the PPD side who who would, uh, left or removed. I can't remember. But he then messaged, "Oh, I, I still want to stay in the group." And I was like, "Well, that's that's you know, we moderate the group. It's sometimes hard work. It's you know, that's part of it." I need a venue to argue. Yes, exactly. And he said, "Oh, I just want to start arguments and just try and attack people." Serious answer. Yeah. Answers to questions with real life experience. Good point. That's what I want to have a Facebook group. The, the person who answers a question isn't just someone who thinks, oh, I'll make up an answer that fits the question. To be I've fair, actually experienced this. This is what I found. Here's that information. That's useful. Yeah. I um, I try my best. I really do. Um, but it's got to the point where, if, to be fair, Rick, both Rich and I do occasionally try and help people out in certain groups. Yeah. Um, Usually with a shameless plug, but it's the internet. <laughs> who cares? Um, I like Shameless. Yeah, I like Shameless. Not I the American like, one, I, no, oh, I like Shameless. Yeah. So with Macy, whatever his face is. I used to work near where they filmed the uh, English version. Yes, yes, um, mentioned that. The the problem is with these Facebook groups is you've always got what's the name of that? Uh, is it the Kruger curve? The, the Dunning Kruger. Dunning Kruger. No, Diane Kruger. <laughs> Wasn't that the baddie in a Diane Hard? Kruger? <laughs> no, yeah, Di the... Diane Kruger's the one in National Treasure, isn't she? Oh, I don't know. I, I shouldn't have made a literary reference. I'm not qualified. Anyway, the the diagram that shows the uh, the valley of despair and the peak yeah. of intelligence. Competence versus knowledge. <laughs> the problem is these Facebook groups are full of detailers that assume that they are full of it, full of knowledge, mm. experts... The real, sad reality is... A lot of influencers or influencing potential. Influencers. Um, the sad reality is a lot of these guys are a little a little off. They're, yes. not, they're not quite at the level they think they're at. And that's partly the industry's fault because we need to kind of build ourselves up to sell ourselves. And mm. Smoke is blown. The problem you've got is that people will come on and ask a simple question looking for simple advice and you'll either get one of two things. You'll get a long-winded, elaborate, overly elaborate answer. Which doesn't that, answer the question. Which doesn't answer the question, <laughs> but it will give you a recommendation of five products that they've done a YouTube video about and then a link to the YouTube video. <laughs> you'll get the guy that will deliberately give a wrong and dangerous answer because he feels that you're an idiot. Yes, for his own ego. Uh, possibly because he doesn't even know the answer. And then you'll get the people that will just recommend the products that everybody else recommends. You'll get people mm. that recommend the same products all the time because certain groups are affiliated with certain mm. brands. And so anyway, one guy's always going to put up that gif of Michael Jackson eating popcorn. Yes, usually be to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best shampoo? Oh, this will be good. <laughs> Well, that is it, and you end up with people. If you, if you make a post, not that I ever do on those now, but if you make a post, you end up with two complete strangers having an argument with each other, and it turns into absolute mayhem. And this is this is the thing. Is I think a lot of the oh, I have a habit of sub arguing. Yes, I yes. sub argue, uh, and then and then randomly somebody skips a thing and it goes to the wrong thread. It's it's just not it, it's unpleasant sometimes. And the problem is, and Ian, for example, is never commenting on these groups. Sometimes you're sort of 
viewing from a distance but for the probably for a similar reason that i am is that i don't care okay well different reason then but you feel that actually you're just going to end up getting bitten or you know unpleasant folk are going to have a have a go at you and you're just sitting there thinking well what's the point you know it's a thankless task no if somebody asks me privately for an answer then i'll give them an answer but yes but uh, that off is not really (laughs) foxtra oscar all you you need to do is uh, text me my mobile number (laughs) which nobody knows actually it is oh yeah Yeah, well, he thinks he's got my mobile. I still have three numbers on my phone for you, and it's confusing <laughs> me because my Samsung doesn't tell me which. Is, I have to look at call, call you from Messenger, don't I? So you don't know. No, you've called me from well, you've called me from all those numbers before, but I, I have to go through my phone records to work out which one still is relevant and which one is your secret phone and which one you you pick up declaring. Even I don't know my home phone number. No, you've got a home phone. Yeah, goodness me. I do. I don't answer it either. It rings all the time. It's it's, it's generally French family. They're in the basement. They use the intercom. Do you do what you do on the business phone here? Pick up and go. Don't recognise that. It could be a customer, (laughs) a new customer. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'd have to talk to. Hello. Where can I direct your call? (laughs) Was that share a screen to you? No, 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 no. Shut the doors. Turn the lights off. Lock the doors. Pretend we're not here, and then complain there aren't enough customers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's the. I think all Facebook groups can be pretty savage. It doesn't. Yeah, they all have specifically. Yeah. The problem is you're allowing the facility to. You're allowing the facility of morons collecting in one place. Mm-hmm. And I'll class myself as one of those morons, especially after my little political outburst last <laughs> oh, night. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter what it is. If you go in a gardening group, there's going to be somebody that oh, kicks it's... off, or if you go in a, a, a pet owner's yeah, group. Yeah, blooming heck. The, 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 oh, the God. challenges. I've, uh, my partner works in dog walking and, and pet food and stuff like that. And so I tell you what, there is no... Well, there is a trade association for dog walkers and stuff but the issues that they have and the squabbles that they have oh is that what UKDogging.com is no that's totally different and I'll tell you a story but not on a podcast about how I know it's totally different Um, but the um, the squabbles and the topics of conversation even like will I work won't I work during COVID or the you know this is the right lead to use no that's not the right lead it's cruel it kills chihuahuas or something what kind of wax are you using a black dog (laughs) what's the best shampoo Again, I defecate <laughs> you not that this is really a thing. Is that the, the the products choice and decisions and raw feeding in dogs? Basically, you either feed them kibble cereal and stuff. Yeah, I'd or, always eat dogs raw. Yeah, uh, yeah. What did I? Yeah, I prefer well, mine steamed. Um, I sorry, lines, steaming. Uh, steaming. Steaming lines raw. Or or you feed them literally raw that's meat that's terrible. been frozen. <laughs> And and my partner is, is a diehard vegetarian, so we're is not this a shameless plug? No, it's not. Think, I'm not using get, any brand names or I anything like, like that. It, I feel like we're heading into a no, shameless plug for your no, food well, business. If you'd let me finish, I get to my point sooner. Um, the, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you promise? My point being is that they still have. <laughs> <laughs> my point being is that squabbles and lots of different trades, completely unrelated to detailing, are so utterly similar when you've got small uh, one-man band or small businesses um, a lot of the time when it's people that are solo in their business that don't have anybody else to talk to so they feel the need for interaction it could be that it could be that but the squabbles I just sit there and think oh I had this back in 2012 I know how to deal with it what you do is just uh, and it, it is just bizarre and and so that's my point is that Facebook groups regardless of industry are full of Sandra's and, and Derek's or whatever my mum's called Sandra how very dare you Probably not the same, Sandra. Karen's. Karen is the, well, the Karen's name, the name of my for. accountant. I don't like that either. So can we find another name? Debbie. Has anyone got any particular... My cousin's no, called Debbie's Debbie. Debbie's all right. Okay, which Debbie, though? What do you mean, which Debbie? 
Well, one of them did Dallas, didn't she? <laughs> she did. Well, I'm quite. <laughs> Sorry, I've heard. One right. of them's on the outskirts of Birmingham. Um, but uh, yes, so that's my point. Is uh, it's not just detailing, and everybody says, "Oh, I'm sick of this industry and stuff." Oh, detailing industry, bitch. It's not any different from any other, frankly. No. It's, it, there are so many out there, and they're nastier. On, on the ones we're very male dominated, on, on the female dominated ones, they're just whoa, as whoa, scary. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't go down that route. No, no, I get. Lynched. But if you do want raw dog food or a pet treat, it's Shambhala Pantry. Dot com. Dot com. Affiliate code Bert ten. I'm the poor sod who has to just don't ask where the meat comes from. <laughs> There's a reason why I drive big German cars. Oh, yeah. So we're going to round up now with a look at issue 13 and a bit of fun and games because we are in the planning stages. At present, it is not entirely a blank canvas, but we are... Just my mind. Just your mind. Um, but we've really got quite a few ideas down, which is cool. And normally what we do is write down uh, a set of ideas, uh, panic that there aren't enough of them, come up with other ideas or other things sort of appear, write about them, and then suddenly realise that we haven't got enough pages and have to extend the magazine by another four pages every time, which is why we had 136 pages last time, 132 the last time yeah, before issue that. Issue 20 is going to be a hardback at 250 with chapters. <laughs> well, Leather bound. It was the best of times. It was the worst <laughs> of times. Yes. Well, we're, 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 yeah, 12 through. I, was, I randomly had to do a graphic this morning uh, of all the front covers, and I thought, oh, 12 is actually quite a nice number because it fits on an A4 page really nicely. Um, but uh, yeah, so what we're really looking for is a bit of feedback from you people, lovely people. Um, and because I mean, we've done guides, for example, for a lot of detailing stuff, and there aren't there are some gaps we've done, but there's a lot of grand scale guides that we've done that, frankly, we could cut up and do much more detailed, interesting, kind of investigative, myth busting stuff with. Um, but if there's any particular area that any of you lovely lot would like to uh, have, see us sort of investigate and expand upon, um, do wave your hand in the air, drop us an email, message us on on the FaceyB, on the Insty G, and um, well, that was a stretch. Yeah, I was trying to be a hipster, but that was I was a stretch. That one, in yeah. SDG. You use you <laughs> use your telebox internet thingamajiggles and um, communicate with us, and we will see what we we'll can Yeah, we <laughs> we can't just Yahoo us if you don't know who we are. Um, the uh, check out my Netscape page. Yes. Oh, I remember Netscape. Uh, anyway, just just get in touch, and uh, we can't promise that we will. But if it's a cool idea, and we think that we can actually add value to it, we will do our best. Might even do a Facebook post just to try and get a bit of interaction. So yeah, we've got some suggestions from our followers and that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there are only four people who listen to us here. So. Yeah, three of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the poor sod, whoever it is, has to check we don't swear. Um, but uh, well, yeah, well, it's definitely not any of us because I keep forgetting to check the profanities box when we upload it yes especially yes. on the last one when Ian had a few little Fs and Jeffs on that he, yeah, I'm trying to make it easy if I swear on every single podcast then you just have to check that as default yeah but then we they, they don't it's un, it, it's, it's an unnecessary thing we can get anyway it's BBC brain is going in sod you who faced <laughs> I know oh, you are but what am I <laughs> um, and yeah because also the, the jingles have got we get jumped on by copyright even though we've got licenses so we need to jump on that uh, but that's by the by point being is that magazine 13 coming out in july um if you've got ish, ideas or ish. stuff ish yeah well yeah <laughs> <Till> august <laughs> um we want to know 
um, if there's stuff that you want to cover. And equally, if you are a manufacturer or a, a, a company of some description and have an interesting editorial idea, not just advertorial, um, do get in touch because, again, we love working with things and with COVID and stuff. We, we don't like working with COVID. We don't like working with COVID. No, it's a bit uh, troublesome. But um, hoping that stuff will open up sufficiently so we can go on a little mini tour before 13. Yeah, maybe yeah. hit some car shows. I've forgotten what they're like. Yeah, I the, guarantee after the first one, I won't want to go to any more. But yeah, well, we've, we've got quite, we've got an ever-expanding list of factories who either we want to visit or they've asked us to visit or something like that, and we've just been restricted. I want to go to Kratzel. Yes, that's that is one on the list. I, and Henry, I, I want to go want to go and see pneumatic. Henry. Yeah, I might fall in love if we go to Henry. Yeah, if you go to Henry, you're going to come back with a boot full of eyes looking up at you. Well, they don't put the eyes on. Don't the they? factory. No, oh. they put them in the box. Oh, okay. They're so they won't. They won't. They'll, they'll be nameless. I'm about to say, if, if, if you if you work in a fancy pants hotel or something. Do they do yeah. like a, a French export version? It's called Henri. <laughs> they do a Henrietta, do, don't they? But do they, but do they have like um? Do they send them out to Poland with local names? Heinrich. That's German, isn't it? Really, isn't it? Yeah, my Polish would be longer. Pavel. Probably, they probably Pavel. Have, to have a bigger Hoover. Pavel. Wojciech. The um. Yeah, are those, are, are those the two Polish Wojciech names? Wojciech Slovakian. Just apologise to any Polish listeners. That works. No, <laughs> we don't apologise. They're, they're Polish names. We're not being discriminative. Okay, no. well, stereotyping though. So, in 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 summary, if you would like us to find out if they call uh, pneumatic hoovers by different names in different countries, that I is... really want to know. Then I'm going to phone them and ask them anyway. Don't suggest that. I'm doing it. <laughs> Copyright. My ID. You can't use it. But we've got places in Germany. We've got places in. I mean, speaking of Poland, a soft ninety nine in Poland would be fun to go and see. Rupes in Italy. We really want to see. Uh, can't you? Well, not after you've insulted an entire nation. Not yeah. Well, that and the fact that my last trip, I drank far too much vodka. Okay. And got really ill, so I don't want to go back. Well, that's fine. You can hold the fort here. No. We'll we'll, we'll go to Poland. <laughs> hey, we could visit Flexipads. Did you know? Yeah. Flexipads are based in Bristol. I didn't. Oh, but I did because we talk <laughs> about it all the time. But Flexipads <laughs> based in Bristol. Remember that. So. Um, but you can't see them because we're going first. Uh, yes. What? Listeners, they're not allowed to go and see him. Oh no, no, no! We, we go we, first. We, we, could, we try and get. Yeah, we've got loads of places we can go. I would like to go back to Germany. Yes. Uh, well, you always want to go to Germany. You wanted no, no, to emigrate no, no, no. to Germany. I did. I do. I will. <laughs> hey, not, we could take the Skoda. Anymore, you won't. <laughs> could take the Skoda and rip a lap. Yeah. Well, that'd probably be quicker than Fritz. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Powered away. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, like, well, once I get uncrashable on the road, I'll be. Could take the MG and truly embarrass British engineering. Yes. <laughs> What's yeah. the name of that we oil tanker that, for your good? What was the name of that oil tanker that went down? Uh, well, the Exxon Valdez. Valdez. Exxon Valdez. You could you could drive the Exxon Valdez over. We'll tow the Audi so that you can refill it when you get yeah. there. No, you could refill it at Piper Alpha. Um, that was an insurance joke. Um, so that was a joke. <laughs> I find I have to tell people scratch and sniff. Scratch. <laughs> um, but if so, we talked about guides, car care adventures. Obviously, something we're working hard on. New products. Again, if there are new products that are inspiring you, message us because we do a hunt. We ask manufacturers and stuff but there's still ones that escape the radar so get in touch and uh, we even have a form on our webby site uh, that you can fill in to submit a new product if you are a new product manufacturer fizzy quick detailer though it better be special yeah can we have can we have just a general appeal to manufacturers just try if you if you're going to bring out a new product just make something just some a tiny little bit of it unique and not the color or the smell or the taste or the label 
Or yeah, it needs to. We we always try the way there that we do. There are so it many products. little variations that chemists can put into these concoctions, and it just yes. seems like nobody bothers. Yeah, the days of like Imolube and, and I know I know that yes, if you, if you want to start a little white label brand, you'll go to the um, the, the big mixing houses, and they'll yeah. have an off the shelf jobby that you can change to be a color that suits your brand, and you can release that. And yes, you'll probably make a few bucks, but just adding another you know little bit of thought into it yeah. to make it something unique something that actually does what you personally want to do to it will endear you to your potential customers or make yeah. it multi, or make it multi-use the amount yeah. of multi-use products out there are so far and few between yeah you know so, make it multi-use and there it's are, true the, the ones that are are so good you know the, because mm. it reduces the amount i know it's counterintuitive for a brand but it makes it one less product to carry on the van if you've got one that does two. We'll, we'll do a deal. If it's a unique product, we'll get Bert or James to write the description for it. If it's not, then I'll do it. And I'm a sarcastic oh, please, bastard. <laughs> oh, oh, look, they've done a foam that's snowy. <laughs> oh, well, another quick detailer. We, I'll answer this. Stuff. We I do fell get asked. off my chair. <laughs> <laughs> we do get asked sometimes, you know, what, what decisions and stuff. And the answer is that if you have an interesting, different product, we almost certainly will feature it, regardless of advertising or any jazz like that. You know, we're, we're editorial number one. Even if it's ridiculously niche. Yes. We love that. Yes. Or make it the most expensive one out there. Yeah. Within like, reason. No. But no, that upsets Ian's typesetting because <clears throat> he has to put more zeros in and the circles don't fit We do that anyway. Yes. That's fine. <laughs> I think that's, that's your type input in the first place. <laughs> we do that anyway with the pricing. We've got a couple of... Uh, yeah, a couple of slip-ups. Hey, we can't do it all. No, no, well, we're, we can, but we're a little too. We don't. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> shout about products, and and also we're talking about liquid products, about hardware as well. Any interesting things? We love doing hardware twin tests and stuff like that. Um, there are a couple that we've shortlisted, but we've got, for example, Sanders was one, but the the, the ones they're going against look terribly similar, so we're going to be quite careful. Um, but yeah, yeah hardware. You, you know, any any ideas on showdowns? You know, mm. if you've got two products that you want to see. If you're an international manufacturer and you're looking to break into the UK European markets, send us your products over. We had this with with Osrin. Yeah, mm. fantastic products. They sent us over some, and we featured them. And I hope that they'll be on UK shelves pretty soon because they are awesome. Yeah, probably send with them first. For, for the sake yeah. of for the sake of posting stuff <laughs> over to the UK, I know it's not the easiast at the moment because you know we've got the wall and everything. Yeah, or if you're trying to hit the Japanese market. Yes, yeah. we've got some Japanese magazine. Well, we've got some magazines in Japan now. Big in Japan. Yeah, 450 copies um, in Great one song. batch, which was, which was cool. Um, and in terms of other things, also well-being. We, we do quite a lot of well-being, but if there are particular kind of health, mental health, physical health assets that you'd like us to talk about um, and research, you know, we've, we've got pretty good contacts and we could be able to find out stuff. So if there's a topic you feel needs shouting about, let us know. And again, Trader Talk section is all about, um, you know, the industry as a whole. Um, and if there's some stuff that you'd like to want us to talk about there, let us know. Yep. If you want to know how something works... I'll do my best to find out the ins yeah. and outs of it. Usually, pull it apart and, <laughs> and then find out like, how it's all is snake oil, oil. Which, yeah. which is why you got banned from veterinary school. That yes. is, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Hey, it wasn't the taking apart that was the issue. Yeah. It was sticking it back together, or not? Yeah, that was yeah. the problem. Five-legged cat never worked. What's black, white, and goes pop? <laughs> Penguin in a microwave. Uh, I was going to say a black and white cat in a microwave, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, that's that's what we're doing. As I say, we've got some stuff lined up and we will be getting in contact with manufacturers and stuff over the coming weeks to see if they have any interesting things that we want to follow. Um, might, even, might even prep an old 5 Series for a Concours event. 
that'd be fun that that's yeah so we're talking also the showcase car um so you remember we did uh, uh ian's a5 over the summer and then we did the the lovely renault 5 super sonk um which will be up for sale soon just by the way and uh yeah so we might well be doing james's e34 5120i thing he's looking at me numbers with daggers. now isn't it yeah 504 he's like pitbull yeah. <laughs> 503s and your 202s it's a new it's a new number for the ambulance service <laughs> uh yeah if we if we'll see how time pans out and how the progression pans out but if we could uh if we could prep if we it, could do it before the week before the magazine goes to print good. that would be fantastic yeah. you need if a paint could, shop uh, don't you james if, if that's one thing we haven't covered much is automotive painting process so if you're a paint shop who want oh yeah if there's Beamer, a, if, yeah that, that's a fair point actually if there's any any people out there that might know of a paint shop that want a free plug-in to be involved with the uh, E34 article, then uh, give me a shout because need some paint work doing. But if yeah. we we might uh, and just hit, twenty five grand our way, yeah, twenty five grand and, our and a, way, and, and a portion of shares of of future Forward sales, sales as well. Of, uh, E34 Do, paint jobs. For, for yeah. those that don't know the story, does anyone want to explain that reference nope. or nope. <laughs> <laughs> where have you been? If it isn't, and the <laughs> thing is, it involves people who I've kind of indirectly connected with, um, as in I've, I've I've had cars worked at Litchfield a couple of times. Chris Harris is uh, one of our. Uh, PVD members looks after his cars, and my accountant is shared with his accountant. I thought you said Chris Harris was one of the PVD members or something. No, really? no. Um, and he recently did an interview with Ted, who's who's, who's a friend of mine too. So Clang. Um, it's weird, huh? Clang. I know, I know. Um, uh, but yeah, if we could, uh, it'd be quite cool if the timing worked out. If we could prep the five series for. Uh, the BMW Concours de Elegance event, which you're and, very excited about. You've never mentioned that. Are you now a fully judged. paid up? Get it judged, more the point. When so is it? Well, hang on. You're wanting to be one of the judges. That's not going to work, is it? You, if it's repainted, your car in there. if it's repainted, is that going to go against it with the BMW Concours? Or what about the patina? They've, they've rejigged the way that it's judged now to make it more. It's a, it's a car show concourse rather than a. Yeah, it's not Club a full Concourse d'Elegance. They still have the Concourse d'Elegance section, but they've now got the Pride of Ownership section, which is for people who have cars that they've worked on, they do it all themselves and all that business. So but we'll, you're looking we'll for a third party to paint it. Yeah. Well, cars need paint. I mean, it's yeah. 26 years old. Is that all? 26 years old. 27, 94, Emirates. Okay. How old are your other half? Yep, <laughs> about the same. <laughs> yeah, hands up who um, who forgot um, uh, Valentine's Day this year. That doesn't work on radio. No, yeah, it doesn't this really. isn't radio. I know it's funny how you got the well, my, my beloved uh, sweetheart spent the weekend in the arms of another man. Oh, okay. I was going to do it another way. Everybody who forgot Valentine's Day, put your penis on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> He's sorry. So, so funny. But reaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I got my other half a nest camera thing so she could look at her dogs in bed. Oh, it's not so she can. It's not see that she can link are. it to your tracking no. app that you have. <laughs> yeah, we have tracking apps mutually by agreement. Just means I don't have to answer the text. Yes, so I don't get the text saying where are you. It's like just look at the map. You know exactly where is, I is am. Is he blinking SOS or is it just me? <laughs> Fine. What's that he's trying to write on a piece of paper? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want people to know where you are? That's the worst thing on I've earth. I've got nothing to hide, and it saves me having to get back to, not to yet messages. You don't. I'm unlikely you might to change. Have. 
I've spent 35, well, not 35 years, but I've, I've spent quite a long time. I've, I'm not, I've, I've got the imagination to misbehave. I've got no interest in it's it. It's not about misbehaving, it's about running away, but <laughs> I, I got go bags at three different locations. Um, oh, yeah. You okay. just need a vehicle that works to get you away, really. I've got plenty of vehicles that work, thank you very much. Are they in these drop locations as well? <laughs> yes, it's really annoying. They're really badly served by the rail network. What he's got is he's got these. He's got like uh, Call of Duty Warzone supply boxes, and each one's got like a brand new Japanese car that actually works inside it, <laughs> so that he can get at least two hundred miles away. And they've all got the Electra in there, which nobody actually likes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, a, a friend of mine, in fact, has just bought an Audi A2, really nice FSI. Uh, low mileage 24,000 miles which one's the A2 the A2 the is a, one. no it's the aluminium one the original the old, kind of the, the old one. bubbly yeah. one yeah. yeah with the um, water the filler behind the, yeah with the little flat down yeah. thing at the front of the radiator he paid 800 quid for it and what engine that's the one we had this, we saw the space frame yeah. for in, in yeah. Germany wasn't it 1.6 FSI which is the one you want and so it's the Beetle engine uh, maybe it's, it, it's about I'm 10 sure to the gallon uh, no, he gets really good, and it's lightweight it's, as no, well. The 1.4 TDI is the one you want. Well, that's the one I want, and I've started like looking at Isn't the Beetle 1.8? They're quite a bit of money oh, for this. Isn't the Beetle 1.8? One. No. Same as the Golf, isn't it? No, so they did. You get a 1, 1.6 FSI, 2 litre FSI, 1.8 turbo. Okay. okay. We, had a, we had a 2 litre. Well, you can get the V5 as well, the old Beetle as well. Yeah. The, uh, I like the Beetles. Point being is, I was one. looking for something small and efficient to get just up to the because the um, here at the, the unit is about fifteen miles rich away. For that. <laughs> well, he's got a motorbike, which I'm not allowed to get a motorbike, and I'm not sure I want to get a motorbike. I'm not allowed either, but I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm you're decided. more rebellious than me. I, I was looking at a small, who's, super who's efficient told you cars. You can't have a motorbike. Well, partly my inner monologue. Partly the fact I don't have a motorbike license. I don't have a motorbike license. And you know what the roads are like. They're bloody lethal in a car, let alone on a a scooter. I have a motorbike license and have owned motorbikes. Yeah, but you don't now, do you? No, because I've got too many flipping cars. (laughs) I will be getting one, especially if Ian gets Chicken Chaser. (laughs) People like Road Rash. Well, I was thinking of a little... I I just wanted something small, fun, efficient, dirt cheap. So I was thinking about a little A2 1.4 TDI. I I thought it was back on Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) The um, but no, and then I thought well, it has to be a Subaru, so it's a Subaru Justy. But all the really fun, funky Justies from like the eighties and nineties have rusted away to nothing. So you're left with a Daihatsu that's been rebadged, which I won't do. Sorry, I mean, yeah, a Daihatsu Shroud GTTI is probably one of the coolest Kai cars going. Which gen? Oh no, don't get me wrong. I love the little three-cylinder GTI one. I'm talking about the the, the Subaru Justy slash Daihatsu Shroud was uh, one of the same car in like the early to mid noughties. Are you sure you're not getting confused with the Kia Picanto that was the same as the Justy as well, wasn't it? No, Kia Picanto wasn't. There was a Suzuki Swift built in Hungary, which was the same as a previous generation Justy. But the most recent one where they did the twin cam, the one litre twin cam Justy, is a Daihatsu. Why don't you go electric and get a Twizy? Yeah. I'd love to see you driving I would be, a Twizy. I'd be well up for a Twizy, you know. If somebody offered me a Twizy where the batteries weren't knackered and it didn't cost a fortune, I'd be, I'd be well into it. doesn't matter it. if the batteries are knackered. You have to rent them off uh, Renault anyway. I, yes, that's an interesting point. And if they get to 80%, they fix them for you or something. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. going to get a BMW i3 as soon as I can afford one. But they don't I, make them anymore, do they? What? They stopped making the i3. I thought they still did the i3s while they were running them out. I, th- I thought they literally just they, they announced the other day that they're not making oh, them. Yeah, they haven't all evaporated. We'd all, let's face it, we're all going to be buying I, I did actually look, and they're, they're down to about 10 grand now for, for an i3. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I thought they were down to fi- I saw them at 15. Well, that's all the other option is. They're fairly get- high mileage, but decent. Back, cute, but cute. they're still only like 106, 106 mile range. Yeah, but 
Would you need I live to about three miles away from here. Yeah, but that's... You it, should walk it, frankly. That's I've fine excuse, for doing stuff around here, but if well, I want to go down and visit my folks down in Essex, that's 144 miles. So that yeah, means I've got to stop at South Mims. And I no, hate South hey, Mims. What you could do is you could stop at Reading for a Burger King, be horrendously disappointed, 50-minute charge. No, really? they're not. Yeah. They're like 2.2 hours. No, not for the... Yeah, for the for on the fast charge. I looked at the, the spec, and it was 2.2 hours. So, so five um, and a half for uh, home charging. If you uh, Top Gear have done a midterm test on one, I'll send you the link later. He was saying it was 50 minutes, and he got the lower charge rate one, and it was actually better because the way it charges. Yeah, better for the battery, at least. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'd like an i3. I think mm. they're really cool. I want the one that's got the IKEA interior, though. It's called Lost. Yes. yes. Lost interior, which is beige tweed... Pinewood dash grey. Well, this is this is where the Honda E comes in because that's again it's ridiculous. No, I agree. The problem is, is is there a second hand? I mean, tweez, how much are Tweezy Twizzies? I don't know. Well, that's seven or eight grand probably. Still a sort of. I mean, cheap, that's seven or eight good thing. Yeah, you exactly. could get a Prius and live that eternal life that you were always destined for and be an Uber driver. I, I genuinely would if if there was some way that I could be an Uber driver in my V8, I would love to be. And but you can do it whatever you want. Yeah, but not efficiently. I'd talk to but an no Uber driver. Choose it. Yeah, <laughs> I spend a long time talking to Uber drivers. Every time I'm in a taxi or an Uber, I talk to them at length, and the money that they get simply wouldn't pay the fuel on a decent V8 driven enthusiastically. Well, I, I got picked up from Luxembourg Airport by an Uber. And it was a manual KN V8 petrol. That was yeah, and it cost me twenty that. quid to go a mile and a half. <laughs> but <laughs> no, worth, I, it. worth it. Yeah, well, I used to uh, run as a. a, a used to be chipping uh, towards when he has to replace the headlight bulbs or the clutch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I used to run a lifting service in Bristol back when I was a student, and I had a two-liter HDI. You mean show. an illegal taxi service? I mean a, a lifting service for moving people service. from A to B in a 306 with a big sound system, and they could bring their their little iPods, which were the thing at the time, and play their god awful drum and bass music at volume. Did you have a disco ball in the back seat? Uh, I had red lighting on the inside, and I'd take oh, their yeah. coats when they go to the club, and on the basis I get the return the return fare, the lifting fee. I actually quite like to go in one of those Japanese karaoke taxis. I wouldn't. How to- my mate, my mate uh, Dan, he got in a black cab in Manchester recently and Can't he sent me a video. Anymore. He was very drunk, but he sent me right. a video <laughs> of uh, that was a disco taxi because he was oh, cool. singing Wonderwall. Well, singing. He was uttering, screaming Wonderwall <laughs> in the back of a taxi. Yeah, no, it's cool. I do. I sometimes crave for the simpler life. I wonder how much the Vauxhall Volts are now or Ampere or whatever they're called. Oh, I love the Ampere too. Yeah, Chevy Volt or Vauxhall Ampera, same car. Mm. Absolutely adore those. I thought they were really nicely thought out, and that's got a range extender on it. I'd want full electric, though. Hybrids cop out. I see, I just get the feeling yeah. that a Vauxhall Volt, they're going to tell you it's a, a, a sort of a fully electric car, and they've just put loads of soundproofing around a diesel engine. <laughs> yeah. Re- recirculated the exhaust back into the air filter. Well, it's a difference because you could have a FEV, like an Outlander, but that's just a normal engine with lots of really heavy, weighty stuff extra. They're for about really, f- really bad cars. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're great for tax, and that's it. But as opposed to an Ampera with a range extender, which is an electric car that happens to have a little petrol generator on like the i3 with a range extender mm. same principle that i would be well down to my god we're talking about electric cars like grown-ups i've just realized this i'll be using a knife and fork tonight rather than just headbutting my soup and my beans um it gets messy after a bit um the uh, yeah so we, i don't know how we got into electric cars but if anybody can think of a cheap electric car with a little bit of storage space um because at Tweezy, the problem is storage space. I do have to carry a camera kit around Just and stuff get like Hyundai that. Hyundai Ion on lease. They're like Ionique. Ionique. Yeah, I mean, you, get, you can get Leafs for like six grand. Oh, God. Yeah, but really. I'd be like nearly as bad as buying a Nissan Joke. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with the Prius is that 
is it how much mpg do you actually get out of an old school prius well if you're it's... the uber driver in sandbach yes the batteries stopped working 10 years ago and it does 12 to the gallon yeah exactly you have to carry doing. a battery around yeah. <laughs> oh god he was horrendous they're terrible and uh, i drove on a, a, a higher car actually on holiday it was a toyota Aorus estate hybrid thingamajiggles and I, I had a cbt box which i dislike but apart from that it wasn't totally terrible but the mpg i got at the end of the day was less than 40 and i'm like i'm here being blooming greenpeace.com saving the whales and the polar bears and the penguins and you're still doing 38 miles per gallon the, the, just buy a quad bike and a trailer i'd be well up for that yeah yeah i want a honda big red or a kawasaki why don't you just electro mod a d2 that would be awesome. There's a company in Swindon that does that as well. There's a company in South cost, Sony that uh, does electro mods. Yeah, cost a freaking really? fortune. Yeah. How much? How much yeah. are you talking? Well, about? actually, that's the thing when you go grand on... to put in a basic Tesla system with well, one well, you motor. Get, you go on their website. They 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 obviously have quite a few um, people just emailing it. Oh, how, how much to uh, to electrify my Triumph TR7? Hey, but that's, that's I love. It. They I just love say that just idea. before yeah. before you even email us, just be aware that it's going to be at least twenty five grand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, but that's. I love the idea. I, 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 I mean, hell. In terms of, imagine Fritz with a proper Tesla setup. That would be, you know. I can buy thirty four and suit an electric so. It, yeah, you need. I think they suit bigger cars inherently, rather than you can have a super mini with a retrofit thing because it way more than a super mini. That's the mini but, E. Well, my sister's that's apparently sister's competitive. Got, mm -hmm. Sister's got an E Golf, Golf E, mm -hmm. E Golf, yeah, uh, G e -Golf. GTE. No. Oh, okay. It's not a hybrid. It's okay. a full E Golf. Oh, oh, hang on! Isn't that what we saw in Germany at the show? Might be the ID three. No, 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 no. This no. is a normal Golf, but it's completely electric. Oh, um, it's brilliant. Isn't that just what yeah, they really say nice up north when they see the price of it? E e e golf. <laughs> yeah, they've uh, they've got an e new Bigum. Great, <laughs> awesome cars. But yeah, I think um, um, we're going to end up with an electric car of some sort. I'm sure we all will at some point. I mean, I I'll think it's going to be my next big purchase after my next car is going to have to be an electric yeah but it'll be a hopefully a slightly more slightly higher performance say than what's available yeah for well i wonder what a second hand i-paced jag will be like in in three years time broken yeah. well yeah i mean possibly they'll probably take you to court and say you're not allowed to display it on your driveway oh well instantly uh, yeah, yeah that, I, uh, that, there's a lot more to that story yeah I, i've been i've been messaged about that actually because i shared about it and it turns out that the guy was apparently going to do a he whole was going to try and make another 10 of them and that's where they said no yeah so you can make it for yourself but you can't start a car company without designs yes but even which is ironic because i actually i know a company that makes uh aston db3 replicas using yeah. bmw engines i'm wondering how much foot longer they're going to get away with well it. yeah but even that i think that I, i'd still take everything with a pinch of salt because if i was a big multinational i would happily employ a fake news thing to start spreading around because there are certain things like crushing that prototype car can't use fake news anymore no trump's gone trump's gone okay well fake news bogus news. i know more than anybody about news <laughs> have the best in news it's fake news but that's real news that's real that's real but fake sound more like dewey of uh, <laughs> uh what's what was the oh, it's not screen what is it the give us a clue let's take off screen oh scary uh, movie, scary movie. <laughs> i oh. told you not to disturb me while i was hoovering my room <laughs> <laughs> oh cool and that's why i only buy henry's <laughs> You've got to add some personality into the it's job. It's the smiley face. It is. Well, we've got on a bunch of electric cars out the blue, but I think it's probably time we wrap it up. Um, and uh, we will no doubt be doing another podcast soon. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from James. It is. It's goodbye from Erin. Probably. Yeah. For now. So uh, thanks very much for listening, and we'll catch up soon. Mm -hmm.